Ah, let's play a game. Hopefully this uh, holds up for the podcast. If not, we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah. But yeah, I was just saying uh, what you couldn't hear before through Discord was uh, I've got the 360 hooked up and I've just been playing a lot of games on it because I I own a bunch of games for it, but I, uh, I my knowledge of it and my time with it is uh, has been uh, very limited. So I kind of looked at it and literally cleared the dust off of it and I've been popping in games and that's uh, I was trying to play Dead Island and that's when. You sent me the message, hey, can we record now? And I was kind of in the middle of that trying to figure it out. So I didn't see your texty yeah. message. No worries. I just figured we'd start early. That way I can get to bed earlier. Yeah, well, that's smart. And I can uh, get to editing earlier. I might, I may hold off till tomorrow. I don't know. But, uh, uh-huh. yeah. So what you been up to, man? Sick? Not much. Yeah, just a little head cold. I mean, yeah. it's not bad. Just like a good night's sleep will kill it. Mm-hmm. I just haven't had a good night's sleep in the past two or three nights, so I'm uh, yeah trying to get there. But it's tough to do when you're dead. Tomorrow's my late start day. We start at nine, so I get an extra hour of sleep. So I'm hoping to jump on that and just get her done. What the heck is a late start day? You have that at schools? Yeah, every Wednesday it's like the kids don't show up till nine. The teachers are supposed to like meet, but we usually just well we usually meet, but we kind of go as late as possible so i right don't rolling, rolling there around like eight o'clock exactly instead of seven o'clock when i normally do so i get an extra hour to play around well, that's something that's kind of nice and today was it your is. wife's birthday yep today is danielle's 33 birthday wow. big shout out she doesn't listen but you never know she might go back one day and listen to all these your wife is older than my wife yeah 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 my wife uh she turned 32 in august so very cool. Yeah, I'm robbing the cradle. That's what I do. Good for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They grow up fast. You gotta... <laughs> <laughs> That's creepy as fuck, man. <laughs> uh, she's a good lady. She's been having a lot of problems health-wise. We, we, you know, listen to the podcast. We've all been trading this fucking virus or something. She's got it so bad right now, she can't hardly move. Oh, um, God. Yeah, it's like got all her lymph nodes so swollen that it, it hurts for her to move. It's it's really annoying. But we finally did go to the doctor, but through a thing called Teladoc. I don't know if you're familiar, but you, no. you call the guy over basically Skype and no. show him all your symptoms and stuff, and they prescribe you with uh, a pills like that. I talked to a guy from Michigan that gave me some uh, doxycycline oh. and some kind of expectorants and stuff and i'm feeling a lot better but the wife she uh she can't get over it and yeah that's that's kind of where we're at caroline also she did the teledoc thing and she's a lot better too but the wife is having uh, issues so yeah yeah then we did the whole uh we did the whole type in the symptoms thing that she's going through and you know you should never do that because it always comes back as like cancer and shit You have months to live. Yeah. So, yeah, it came back as it's either like mononuclear, you know, mono, uh, the Uh flu, or AIDS. And I'm like, woman, did you go and get AIDS? Yeah, so that's fun. But I I, I don't think she has AIDS, so uh, we can rule that one out pretty sure. Um, Thank God. But, yeah, man, other than that, I've been playing a lot of games. 
surprisingly, you know, I got the PS4, so downloaded a bunch. I don't know if I talked to you last time about uh, Edith Finch. I played through that. That was superb. Hmm. Um, it's just a little short, like, walking sim. Really, really good. And that, that prompted me to also buy Firewatch because I keep hearing people, you know, talk about that. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'll get Firewatch. And I played through it. I didn't like it nearly as much as Edith Finch. It was fine. Um, and then, yeah, just playing a lot of games, man. I will tell you something. I, I, I played, uh, popped in Street Fighter 4 um, because <laughs> I haven't played it in years. Yeah. And, uh, you know, last time I played it, I played it at my uh, my nephew's house. It's been maybe five years ago or so. And within an hour, I had unlocked every character for him, you know, and beaten the game, you know, a couple times or whatever. And some of those unlocks required you, like, uh, beat two guys on perfect, you know, perfectly, and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Like, fairly tough stuff to do, and I had no problems with it. And, you know, not being, you know, I wasn't drunk or, or any under the influence of anything, but last night I had trouble just beating the fucking game. And I had, a, <laughs> I had it set on easy, too. I was just like, what is going on, man? You get older, and those reflexes are just gone. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm with you. So. Um, I'm playing that Super Nintendo, and I used to be pretty good at like Mega Man and oh, yeah. Time, but now I'm just garbage. So I'm hoping it comes back. I don't think it like, does, man. <laughs> I think this is the new, the new us. Yeah, I'm the same way, man. I like I pop in these old games that I know I I, I know you know just like inherently you know uh, stuff like you said like Ninja Turtles or whatever. Like you know I could beat that with my eyes closed as a kid or Contra. You know that was one that I yeah. could beat with three lives as a kid and. And now, you know, it's it's a challenge to do it with the code. So, yeah. Yeah, it's so silly, and uh, it's not fun. And That's funny. may come a day when we can't even play games at all, and that'll be awesome. Never, never. But yeah. Don't hush your mouth. Uh, I'll, I'll always manage to play something, some form of yeah. point-and-click adventure. Or <clears throat> as long as I can see, I think I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You been playing anything, or...? But I've just been playing the crap out of Resident Evil 7. <laughs> like, this is, this, I, I mean, we gotta start recording so we can start talking about yeah, it. Yeah, I've been, already. I've been, I've been recording, yeah. Oh, good. We, we can go right into Resident Let's Evil 7, that's fine. Segue. Well, let's, let's first start, like, I mean, the franchise itself, like, I've loved Resident Evil 1, 2. I didn't play 3 very much, I went to Code Veronica, yeah. which I loved. Then 4 I loved, then 5, things started to get a little shaky. Mm-hmm. And then six, I was like, okay, Fuck I'm this done. Game. Like, yeah. this, this is just outrageous. I think I, I fought like the same mutant butterfly like eight times. Like they just kept evolving, and I just kept moving to it. And I was like, okay, I don't know what's happening. So that when this came out, I was skeptical. Well, like, sure. I was like, ah, I don't know, man. But man, man, spoiler, I couldn't be more wrong. Like to jump ahead, like this game is great. It's fucking incredible yeah just like and and for those of you listening you know hello welcome to is it worth it the podcast where we talk about whatever the f we want as long as it's about video games i guess and then tell you if it's worth it from a collector standpoint i'm your host blaine j and with me as always james milholland yes let's get going man. yeah man uh yeah resident evil 7 you know i'd heard a lot of good things about it and subsequently as you said i'd also heard terrible things about uh not not terrible necessarily about five, but like there's a lot of people that were unhappy with five, and then uh-huh. six people were like, just if you love the series, don't don't play it. Yeah. So while I own those games, I've never 
put them in into a machine you know it was like nope I, I wanted to keep it pure because four was so freaking good yeah um four was a masterpiece and i didn't want it to be because it went away from what i felt like at the time was the traditional tank controls survival horror type of game and it looked like they were going for more like of a shooter type of game or something but it really wasn't it was just masterful and scary as all fuck and that's what you want in these games and um I, I'm still on the fence, but I really think four is probably the better than seven as far as that goes. But they are so fucking close. Mm-hmm. Um, and what you got here in seven is kind of like four. I don't know how five and six played, um, but it, this is a more of a first-person shooter type aspect. But they stay in those confines of it's still a survival horror game that you know in that you you're having to manage your bullets and you know that's scarce it's not like you know you're playing call of duty and you've got infinite ammo or something you know like there were many times in this game where i had to use that stupid pocket knife to get through yes uh in, up to and including uh fighting that first dude man um the, the game opens up, for those of you that haven't played it, and there's going to be spoilers abound in this podcast. Um, you see your main character, he's got a message from his girlfriend, I believe, or, and or wife. I think it's just girlfriend. And she has been disappeared for a couple years, and she says, stay away. But he somehow learns where she's at, and he's on the phone with a friend who, hilariously, you never hear from again. Uh, it seems like that guy would be calling the police and looking for him, but whatever um video game yeah uh and he just goes to where she's at and it doesn't like and and thank god it doesn't it doesn't really lead up to like being scary like the house doesn't look at all normal it's in like the middle of where she louisiana is it yes and it is just backwoods as all fuck the first thing you see is like a table full of like deer parts and like they're all hanging from the trees and stuff. There's blood everywhere and skill saws and such. And yeah, it is just instantly terrifying. You go into the house, you know, you break your way in or maybe the door's open. It's been a while since I played James. So feel free to <laughs> jump in if I'm wrong. It's it's like, if you, if you ever seen the movie, the movie, the series, like true detective, I haven't. Like no. The, oh God. Watch that. Cause it's the same type of thing. The same, just creepiness. The, the, like you said, the deer bones and the blood. Yeah. And, yeah, you're walking through like this, I don't know, bayou or swamp area, and it's you see like a guy, a, a figure walk in front of you, and you try and catch up to it. That's right. But you don't get, you can't, you can't catch up to him. But right when I played that, like I'm already five minutes in, it's like 10:30 at night, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll do this tomorrow morning during the day because I'm already freaked out. <laughs> and not me, man. I was like, I'm in it. I I just kept playing until oh. I passed out. I love being scared, and thank God this uh, this game delivers, dude. Yeah, so good. You want to tell us about the opening sequence when you run into your girlfriend? Oh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Well, first, your girlfriend. She said you get the message. She says she's like babysitting. And then three years later. Right. And that's that's when you get, I don't know how you actually find, like, word that she's there. She, she, did she send you another video? Is that how that yeah, went Yeah, she sends yeah. you a video. And I don't know if she said she must, where she's at, but then. Well, she's like, don't come find me. Right. That's right. And then yes, you okay, go, of course, because that's what you do. And yeah, yeah, when you when you get into the house and you know you you see the kitchen and everything is just disgusting. There's like, yeah, like roaches. Yeah, it's been there for and, years. Oh, it's like so gross. Yeah, and that that's that's really cool. And then you explore the house, and everything's dark. You have a flashlight, but you only you don't use it very often. It's like 
there are certain rooms that your guy will automatically turn it on. Like there were so many times I was like, can I just like click a flashlight button so I can see a little bit better? But yeah, and if you if you, you do click it on while someone's pursuing you, they're more likely to see you. That is a little like hidden. They don't tell you that, but it makes sense, and that is in the game. But you can't like click it on manually. So I guess it's just if you're in a certain area that you no, no, you can on. you can click it on manually with uh, isn't it L three or R three? Oh, I never clicked it on manually. The entire yeah, it's time. like the God, analog. Damn it! You can press it up and down. I believe that clicks it on and off. Yeah. And my guy just did it on his own whenever he needed it. Yeah, Man, I think that would, certain, that would have helped out a lot. Certain rooms where it automatically comes on because you have to have it to navigate. But then, like, Son if you have bitch. it on when running around the house searching for things, because it does help. Because unlike other RE games, when you're passing by an item, uh, your it doesn't flash, and your character also doesn't like you know because it's third person, he doesn't look towards it like some of the other REs or Silent Hills. Um, so you really have to look for items; they're very easily missed unless you use that one mm-hmm. uh, that one pill that enables you to just see everything magically. Yeah, the psycho. I don't remember the name of it now. Yeah. Psycho analytics. Yeah, those were great. I just as soon as I found one, I just used it, and it was like, oh wow, there's that, all kinds of shit all around me I didn't see. You know. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, but, but go ahead. I guess I going through that house, like everything's dark, everything's creepy, everything's you know old and rotting. Yeah. And I think you go upstairs and you see your girlfriend for the first time. Oh wait, no. First you. Have, you the cool thing about this game is in order for them to build like background story, uh, they give you like VHS tapes mm-hmm. and you put the, you pop the VHS tape into like random uh, VCRs and TVs throughout the game. And then you're suddenly playing somewhere else. Right. And the first one you see is like a camera crew that shows up to this exact house. It's one of those, oh gosh, like, like ghost, they, hunters. They have, like, ghost hunters. Thank you. And they're investigating this house and then you, you're playing as the cameraman. So you're walking around with these guys Mm-hmm. and you well, basically lose one, and then you, you find him, and he's like, I don't know, I can't remember now. His face he's got is his like like face through a pipe, yeah. Yeah, and so you get a little sense of, you know, what's going on in this house, and then you if, and then you remember, like, oh, my God, I passed a van, and I passed all this stuff on the way in, so bam, now everything starts connecting, which is, this game does really well, oh, yeah. connecting all this kind of stuff. And then your those, girlfriend shows up. And... Those flashbacks are great, though, because, like, I believe in that one, it shows, it teaches you um, that there's a hidden area beneath the yes. fireplace, right? It shows you a lever. Yeah. And that comes into play later in the game, too, with uh, several VHSs where they'll show you, like, a key to a puzzle, like someone else figured it out. And because now you have that prior knowledge, you're able to do yeah. it a different way. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, yeah. There's, there's your crazy ass girlfriend. And, and this is oh, this is so good. <laughs> Cause she like you can't tell what what you're talking to at first. Cause yeah. like first she's like not I don't know if she's glad to see you, but she's like you're not supposed to be here. I'm glad you're here. Then she just flashes on you and just attacks you, and you don't know what to do either. You're like, do I do I fight back? Do I hit her? What what, what do I do? <laughs> it didn't take me long. I stopped like fuck this bitch. <laughs> yeah, you, she yeah. like throws you through. Uh, this wall and the, the and then you find this hatchet and then it's just it's on you're just smashing yeah. at her she's smashing back and you're doing damage to her but she's not dying yeah even um, you put that hatchet right through her damn neck yeah yeah and then <laughs> through you know through a series of events you end up back on this is up upstairs you wind up back on the ground floor and she gets her chainsaw mm-hmm. and this is where i thought the game was broken or i did something totally wrong i she and yeah spoilers alert she 
she saws your hand off and i'm like oh god like i i did something because it even like kind of shows you like trying to take the she, first she stabs your hand exactly into the wall with i was gonna a, say uh, that was the best with the screwdriver yeah because you then, can kind of still move against it yeah and you're trying <laughs> you're trying to like take it out and i'm like trying then she saws your hand off and i was like oh god yeah so then I, almost, I almost like reset the game i was like right okay, right i, I know i love that and you're just walking around with this bloody stump you know and it's just yeah. squirting blood like all comic relief style and shit and oh, yeah and then uh she crawls up towards you you like run upstairs or something and then she's crawling at you definitely pulled out of the ring right yeah. Uh, and uh, I think last minute, like, no, this is where you pick up that, the hatchet, isn't it? And that's when you kill her. And then you get the gun. You get the, the gun. gun that's right. And then, you, then you shoot at her. And then, I don't remember how, but you, you go unconscious. Something hits you. Well, or you go, well you this is the best line in the game or one of. Uh, yeah, you, you kill her, or so you think, and then you get knocked in the back of the head, turn around, and it's Jack. And he says, welcome to the family, son. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jack's like the, fa- the father of the household. Ooh, and boy, is he scary. He's... And then you wake up in a, at, at a dinner table with a bunch of rotting food and mm-hmm. weird-ass people, and your hand has been re-sewn back on. It's like stapled on. It's like hilarious. Yeah. And yet and functional. It, yeah, you have no problems. And they attach some sort of uh, well, like watch to you that's like a biofeedback watch so you can now monitor your health. Which, okay. And, yeah, which, yeah, thank you. Yeah. I needed that. And this is where the, the game takes just a little more terrifying turns because family scurries away, then you're trying to get up and you get out of the area. Yeah. And then you got this guy, Jack, the, you know, the father figure, like, looking for you. And you're, like, hiding in shadows and moving up and down these hallways and in and out of the kitchen. And let me and, stop you and ask you, which one – did you end up getting caught by Jack here and him cutting off your leg or did you end up getting away from him and getting the police officer and getting the knife? I, um, I, I did it both. I played this game twice. So I did okay. Both. Okay. But the, the easy version, I went right to the police officer. Sure. He was just banging on the wall. And then <laughs> the scene. other version, I think I, he cut my leg off and then I ended up dying. So I didn't get enough health. And then I went to the police officer. I see. Well, um, what happens there is it, it demonstrates and it's missable and it's great because he, he'll cut off your leg and then uh, you can crawl to it and he'll like jam it back in its socket and pour a little bit of the stuff on there and it heals you and that shows you that something is, you know, if your wrist was being cut off wasn't enough, this shows you like, okay, something has definitely changed about me, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then, yeah, that police it's officer. Creepy also one of my favorite scenes because here's this guy and he's banging on the door he's like who's here who's here and you come to the window and you are out of your gourd because of the things that have just happened you know you killed your girlfriend your your hand was cut off all this stuff and you immediately just say uh please slide me your gun i need your gun you know yeah (laughs) what kind of a cop is is one gonna respond the way he does this kind of took me out of it a little bit um he, he says well i can't give you my gun but here and he gives you a pocket knife um yeah but any cop I know, if you're sitting there asking for his gun, he's going to say, okay, buddy, let's get you outside so we can put some cuffs on you. You know, that's you, you don't yeah. ask a cop for his gun. But, yeah, he, he comes inside, and, you know, this whole time you're trying to hide from Jack because Jack is, like, busting through fucking walls and shit, and he's coming after you. I don't know if at this point he has, like, he's got this uh, weapon that he has later, I think. Maybe it's here. It looks like a paint roller with just, like, nails through it. 
Yeah, that's where he has it. A very creepy looking thing. And yeah, he's coming after you and you can like hide behind. Basically, if you're hiding behind anything, if you're ducked behind anything with your flashlight off, he won't see you as long as he doesn't come in immediate uh, line of sight, which yeah. is kind of yeah. hilarious, but that's the way it works. Um, and yeah, you can sneak around and get all the different bullets and items and such and uh, eventually meet up with the police officer and then go downstairs in the garage and the first thing that fucking happens is Jack comes up on this police officer and just slams the shovel right through the back of his head and it just tears the whole top of his head off basically yeah yeah and then then you have a fight with Jack in the garage where the first time I played through it I was shooting bullets and using my knife <laughs> yeah out of there but the second time I found out I can use the car mm-hmm. in the garage just drive around like do donuts in the garage and keep blasting into them which, which is, is the far easier way and the better way, honestly. Yeah. And, and he is loving it. The thing I love about Jack is he is just absolutely alive whenever you're killing him, you know, yeah. <laughs> he's at his happiest when like, you know, you're doing these type of things. There's a fight later where he really gets giddy, but in this one you get in the car and he's like, Oh yeah, yeah, let me drive. And he jumps in the seat beside you and is just driving around and then eventually drives through a pole that goes through a, I believe it goes through his head and then he gets out of the car on fire or something, but yeah. uh, he gets up and then uh, s- says something to the effect of, you know, you want to see how little I give a damn? And he shoots himself in the damn head. Yeah. yeah. That that blew my gourd right there. Yeah. I was like, what? Because <sighs> here's and, this guy yeah. that just keeps getting back up. And yeah, he obviously is out of his head, but no one's going to kill themselves and he didn't he uh, comes right back and he'll he'll continue to come back he'll eventually you'll you'll eventually kill him off and you'll stop well but it yeah. takes a long it's time. it's nearly halfway through the game yeah yeah but his whole sequence is great because it's kind of like he's the only enemy you know um, uh-huh. and you're playing peekaboo with him. And then this next segment, I believe it's the next segment is his wife who I like her equally as much as I like Jack, but for different reasons, she is just so fucking creepy. Um, Jack is out of his mind and crazy. And so is she, but she is, she's almost a doting mother too. Throughout the game, she's want, trying to feed you like rotten food and, and, you know, but like, crazy lady uh, can't remember her name but she somehow is in control of bugs she's the only one of the, this family that has gained uh-huh. a superpower well unless you count like Jack's super strength or whatever but she's able to summon and produce bugs and it's it's another sequence um I think I think this introduces us to the old house is where because you go through the main house which is pretty uh-huh. big but then there's the old house where you meet up with her and then go through a series of events to get into her like a greenhouse or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you find the, uh, the flamethrower type thing. Yeah. You build and you, a, th- a flamethrower. That's right. And you have to like burn her like bug nests. Cause if Which, you don't, those oh, things will just murder you. Super you know, one by one. Super creepy. And, especially the, the lockers covered in spiders. If those things get on you, like the yeah. visual of that, just like, just made me, you know, because you've got all these like open sores all over your arms that stay there for a good, you know, 10 minutes after the event. You're walking around with these sores on your arms and stuff. Really creepy stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It is. And then she becomes like a, a strange, like spider like creature herself. And you have yeah. to have a final showdown with her. Um, 
But yeah, it's it, it's it. and then to talk about the uh, like the, the normal enemy in the game, I guess the, like the zombie yeah, quote yeah, unquote yeah. zombie thing. It's it's some strange. How would you describe it? Like a like a black mass. I mean, yeah. I the thing about these creatures, and I forgot what they call them too. And there's there's a number of other ones in the DLC, but these these and a couple others in the main game are all you're gonna see. And these things yeah. are the bread and butter. And there's ones that have like one arm that's basically a sword, and then there's like normal ones, I guess. And, yeah. and they look as though they're made of tar to me. Yeah. And they're humanoid, really, like really wet as well. Which yeah. I was reading that to get that effect, they actually made the the models. And then um, got them like greasy and wet. The the yeah. and then used that footage to put into the game. You know, and that's why everything is so like realistic, like photorealistic and just creepy looking, man. Yeah, yeah these things are terrifying. And there's also some like dog ones that I would always hit me, and I never know where the hell it is. And I'd look around, and I have to look down. Like, yeah, they're they're fast little bastards. They they remind me a little bit of uh, liquors from like previous yeah. Resident Evil games in that they're sure. they're down low on the ground and they jump around a lot. And yeah, they, uh-huh. these are pretty easily taken out once you get the shotgun. Um, one blast of the head or two blasts. I can't remember which. Uh, usually take those guys out. Uh, but yeah, they are really annoying. Uh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And you get you get a lot of that, that's, that's like you said, like your bread and butter enemies that you see like throughout the entire game, in between um, boss fights and whatnot. Yeah, and, and they they're... appear out of nowhere. Yeah, that's another thing that like, um, like any room they can just they they won't like respawn or anything like that, but they no. will appear. And now they will they will despawn. The you can run from an enemy, uh-huh. and they'll despawn. But then they'll respawn in another room later on, like yeah. and so there's a finite amount of enemies, but um, or at least in normal mode and below. I'm not sure how it works in hell. I didn't bother with that, but um, yeah. So it's like you can run past these and they'll disappear for a time, but then they can just like respawn somewhere else. And they're always on your toes because of that. Um, Let me ask you this: How many times did that old lady in the wheelchair like scare you? Yeah, you you open a door and she's just staring right at you. She's sitting there. And to to describe her, you know, if you've ever been, and we we all basically have, we've been to nursing homes and what have you, and there's always just like one old gal or one old guy sitting in a wheelchair, just staring at a window, and their heads doing the whole like uh, Catherine Hepburn head on a slinky thing, where it's kind of just bobbing around and they have no control of it, and they. There's some light behind their eyes, but they can't communicate or move or do anything, feed themselves or whatever. And that's the type of lady this is. There's this old lady in a wheelchair that throughout the game, you'll go in like the weirdest places and there she is. And you're like, how did you get here? Always freaks you the fuck out. You're always expecting like, okay, I got to walk past you. You're always expecting she's going to jump out of that chair and start biting at the neck or something, you know, but nothing ever happens. Every time you walk Mm -hmm. past her, it's fine. Um, it's, it's just there to creep you out. Yeah. And it does. It does. It It does a great job. (laughs) And the big twist at the end with her is like perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, we can go ahead and spoil it, but, um, basically what has happened in this game through a series of events, you learn that there's this, uh, little girl that was part of a, the larger experiment and she, gosh, she has the ability to, uh, like, summon these things and... Uh, and control minds. And control so minds like, and such, yeah. 
It's a strange uh, powers. Right, and she's uh, on this boat that Jack, um, our, you know, we were just talking about a moment ago, he was the father of this family, and he's out on a little expedition on his uh, whatever boat, you know, and, and he finds this little girl, and she's all that seems to be remaining of this shipwreck that happened off the shore near his house. massive tanker boat. Yeah, yeah it's huge, like... which becomes a level later in the game. Well, he grabs her yeah. up and brings her to the house, and then um, strange stuff starts happening with the family. Everyone starts going crazy. Their son, who is already crazy, because you learn his backstory. You know, he's even before all this shit started, he's already killed at least one person. That little boy that he locked up in the attic and shit. So, yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. What's his name? Lucas. I think it's Lucas. It, that, yeah. That. That's the son's name yes Lucas. yeah and he's he's batshit insane and he ends up i don't you played through the dlc right so you do end up fighting him eventually yeah but in the main game he seemingly gets away but yeah uh brings this little girl back home and just again spoilers she you know do not listen to this podcast if you haven't played the game and have any desire to play it because it's a great twist at the end um it ends up the old lady is the little girl right yeah yeah and, she ages extremely quickly right like you would when you're pumped full of all this fucking garbage i guess uh-huh. and yeah she's the one that's causing all the family to become crazy all except for uh zoe zoe's the daughter and while she is infected and you also are infected uh for some reason both you and her are able to fight it to some extent and then also your girlfriend who how does she fit into the family your your girlfriend is she one of jack's daughters she was Evelyn's babysitter. That's right. So I think I think Evelyn just brought her in because Evelyn trusts. Evelyn thought that was her mother. Yeah. So yeah. somehow she was brought in, and I thought that was going to be part of the DLC. And to get a to skip ahead, like if they make a part eight, I think it's got to be your girlfriend's like story. Like when she left you. Yeah. She's gone for three years, and she ends up on this ship that wrecks with Evelyn. Like I think that's where the story will go, or should go. That'd be a good one. I think they're probably going to fall back on Chris Redfield. and Yeah, of course. But... Yeah, because, again, spoilers, his ass shows up at the end. Well, that's, let's talk about that, because the whole time I'm like, is this taking place within the Resident Evil world, or is this something totally sure. new? I was like, waiting to get... I was waiting for something then finally like you find a document that talks about like the spencer architects yeah, yeah, yeah. or ashford architects and i'm like oh there's some similar names then you find that newspaper it says like 16 years ago like this month <laughs> the events in raccoon city occurred and that's like was groundbreaking to me yeah and then at the very end chris redfield shows up right oh, and what's now it's uh, now it's on what's great about that is he's now a member of umbrella yeah, yeah. I, I want to ask you: Is that did you play Revelations? I did, I haven't. No. You, what does that connect? Revelation. I heard Revelations is shown in this game. Yeah, it, it is. Um, I need to play those as well. I know that there's several references. Apparently, there's a there's a book early on that you can find in the study next to the kitchen that uh, you can pick up, and the author is a, apparently a character from Revelations, and there's okay. like some newspaper clippings that uh, refer to it and such. Yeah, I really need to get those. Uh, I believe they originally came out on what the 3ds or something, or the DS. I, don't, I played a. I played a. Um demo on like the ps3 or something like that yeah i know they're on those too i i just i need to bite the bullet and pick those up but uh, like for the longest time i just thought they were like another crappy like 
outbreak offshoot or whatever and i was like i don't even want to touch that with a stick so i didn't but yeah uh everyone in the chat was saying you know hey you need to you need to play revelation so i will two of them two of them right there's revelations one revelations two yeah 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 Yeah, the demo was fun it was it was a lot like resident evil 5 like play style but yeah this game like it brought back like that spookiness and those puzzle solvings of Resident Evil One mm-hmm. that like five and six had just forgotten. Lacking. Like, they, they, and then four, yeah, kind of not. I wouldn't say four really had them either, but four had its own thing going on that was great. But this one, I thought, really did the best of combining both the original stuff from one, yeah, and then the new stuff from four and five. So this, I guess, I can't say enough good things about this right. game. Because like the the first the first few levels, the with Jack and uh, whatever name is Martha or whatever the wife Ethna, I don't remember Marguerite. Marguerite, that's it. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, with them and the whole mansion or the old, you know, like bayou mansion plantation whatever you want to call it all that stuff up through lucas's little house of horrors where lucas challenges you to like come through and you end up like fighting those fat boys in the arena style thing and all that all that stuff was brilliant i loved it and then when you go on to the tanker and you're playing as your girlfriend Mm -hmm. um i didn't like that nearly as much that felt mm-hmm. more like a. It was still good, but it was it was more like one. And boats are boring. You know, I don't like playing any game on a boat because everything looks the fucking exact same. It's just all metal everywhere, and that's no fun. Yeah. Whereas the mansion was just you know it was gorgeous with these different rooms and and uh, all the you know stuff that you would find in a house. You know, pictures on the wall and all this stuff. And one of the things that that I did that I. You know, I was just testing the game in a way. I, I went, walked up to a painting, and with a pocket knife, I just started slashing at that motherfucker. And this was early in the game. And, I mean, I put just X's all through this painting, and it was all tore up. And I was like, all right, whatever. And then, like, five hours later in the game, I just happened to walk past that room, and it was still all slashed up. And I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. You know, That's awesome. still that remembered awesome. from hours before that stuff. I was like, that is that's amazing that we're at that point now because back in the day, you know, you would say Metal Gear Solid 2, like, hey, you know, the breakable environments, and you would shoot, like, the TV or something, and it was like, yeah, cool, you know, it's sparking, and you leave. If you go back through there later on, the TV magically is fixed, or they got a new one or whatever, and you're like, I don't think they'd be putting a new TV in here in the midst of all this, but okay. Uh, But, yeah, it was amazing that that was still in, just a little side thing, but... Uh, yeah, the second half on the boat didn't like as much. Still great. It felt a little more action oriented, more like um, I guess five and six probably were. Yeah, um, I liked it well that. enough. Um, it progressed the story too. You gotta yeah gotta see like how everything's connected. Which, and at some point, in like halfway through the game, you're you're given this choice. It's isn't it, is, or is it halfway through the game? Yeah, it's halfway through the game, right? You're given a yeah, choice to sure. play. Um, uh, to either save, save your girlfriend or, or save uh, Zoe, who's been helping yeah. you this whole time. And yeah, that, that battle's great. That's the last battle with Jack. Oh, and while we're talking about Jack, can just rewind a little bit and talk about the what you think is the last battle with Jack, where the chainsaw fight. Ooh, yeah, sure. Uh, that fight, probably That's my favorite terrifying. fight in the game. Probably just, it's amazing. Yeah. You, you end up fighting Jack in this, like, big again it's like almost like, like an arena meat locker yeah. Like yeah yeah you got dead bodies hanging from chains everywhere and they're they're actually used in this fight where you can push these dead bodies into jack to uh to knock him down for a moment 
And yeah. you're like running around using those to knock him down and shoot him. And eventually he'll just like rip this fence down that behind it, there's two chainsaws and he grabs this one that looks like the jaws of life, but with like moving blades. I don't know what this would be used for, but it, it's a cool looking thing. And when he picks it up, of course he, he does the whole groovy and just like in a uh, evil dead, which was a nice touch. And uh, there's another chainsaw there that you can grab. Now you can fight them just using like whatever remaining ammo or whatever. But if you see the chainsaw, you can grab it. And what's great about this chainsaw is it'll start up, but if you just like gun it, it'll like stall out. So you kind of have to be liberal with it uh-huh. yeah and yeah you get into this like it's just and jack is just livid he's like oh it's a good old-fashioned chainsaw fight and he's woohoo and all this shit and it's just really intense and yeah you lock uh, chainsaws every now and then and you got to knock him on a knee on his knees and do like this little charge where you can like charge at him and get him in the head with the chainsaw i think you do that twice and you say like don't get back up and, you know <laughs> then you get out of there but yeah you later you fight him and he's one you know still not dead fucking jack and he's this huge just pus filled ball of a thing yeah octopod type like yeah with all these eyes like everywhere and you've got to pop the eyes using a using the pistol if you're smart you can use all kinds of other weapons you know at this point you've unlocked probably the grenade launcher and some other things but yeah, wild. And we should mention that throughout the game you can get upgrades too but by finding these things called ancient coins. Uh-huh. And they lock uh, steroids and various things, the magnum and whatnot behind Ooh. these bird cages. Yeah. Yeah, you stumble across this like trailer in the middle of this in the compound and that's kind of like your safe haven. Right. And it's... that's where you have like your safe spot. Your they they brought back uh, the treasure chests from the mm-hmm. first few games where you can store stuff and then yeah, they have the three bird cages and they each have a different item inside and if you collect enough each has a number on it and it takes that many coins to unlock and there's a finite number of coins in the game so you have to yeah. be on the lookout for those right. things. Some of those are permanently missable because they're in uh, flash backs on VHS tapes. Yeah. And one yeah. of them is uh, in the uh, Resident Evil 7 demo. You can play through the demo and get uh, an item if you play perfectly called the Dirty Coin, which acts as a uh, another ancient coin, giving you <laughs> yeah, cool. yeah the ability to miss one. I think so. That's kind of neat. Um, <laughs> and yeah, uh, gosh, there's so many things I want. There's like everything about this game is great, but yeah, you do the Jack fight, then you're made to pick between Zoe and your girlfriend. The obvious choice is picking your girlfriend because you only have enough of this serum that you've made. Uh, to cure two people and you have to use one to kill Jack. Yeah. And then you've got one more and I I don't know what you're going to do about yourself. So, okay, whatever. But yeah, you can choose between them. I chose Zoe because I thought it wasn't the obvious answer and maybe like it would go off into like something else, but it doesn't, it actually does nothing. You end up playing as your stupid girlfriend later anyway. Yeah. Uh, apparently that's the canonical ending. So according to the DLC, I assume you played all the DLC as well. Yeah, I played the Not a Hero one. I haven't played the other one yet. Oh, the one you're talking, well, the one that costs money. But yeah, I'm going to play that one soon. Yeah, the uh, Life of Zoe or something. Yeah, that yeah, Life is. I want to check that out. Uh, it's canonically you chose the girlfriend, and like that game happens right after you leave her on the dock. She kind of passes oh. out, and then her uncle 
who is uh, Jack's brother, finds her sitting on the dock, and he's like, what's happened, baby girl? And he's like, oh, no, not on my watch. I'm going to save you. And he, like, picks her up and brings her to, like, this cabin. And then uh, she's like, you have to find the serum, uh, you know, uh, umbrella hazard or something. And then you go fight zombies using uh, just your fists because he's, like, this old boxer. And you just <laughs> run run by these guys, and you're just beating the fuck out of things with your fists. And it is awesome. I absolutely love right. it. So good. You end up about halfway through. You find a uh, uh, umbrella upgrade that like gives you a metal arm, and then you can like do these super punches and stuff. And super fun, man. I had a lot of fun with that one. Um, but we'll get into that later. Uh, talking about the main game some more. Let's see. We talked about the chainsaw fight. We talked about the ball, eyeball thing. God, I just thought of something that I wanted to talk about, and I'm totally blanking. Uh, we'll talk about the birthday cake. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, that was the scene I wanted to, because you find a VHS, it's called Happy Birthday, and it's uh, Clancy, he's the uh, cameraman for that crew that we were talking about earlier, and he is locked in a, uh, like a, a House of Horrors type room, it's kind of like an escape room, right? Yeah, escape room, I was going to say that. Yeah, uh, go ahead and explain, James, this is one of my favorite parts of the game. Oh gosh, well, you're, yeah, like I said, you're in this escape room, this guy Lucas is kind of... He's locked you in there. I don't know if he's talked to you or challenged you, but you end up finding that you have to light um, four candles on a birthday cake. And when you you like stumble around, you find a candle. Uh, you find a way to light the candle on the stove. You try and walk in to put the put it on the birthday cake, and this like shower hits you, putting out your flame. Yeah. So then then you got to find a way to turn the water off, and, by, and, and it's just a series of things: um, digging in the toilet to grab a telescope. Um, telescope and going to the shower and washing it and then um at a certain point in the birthday cake room you have to unplug this um what was it like uh gunpowder or something it's like, that? It's like a barrel of, of flammable oil i think oh flammable oil something yeah something like that it spills on the floor and you think nothing of it um but it comes into play later yeah um and, and then through a series of popping balloons and um, gosh, what else do you do? Like finding secret codes and little things like that. It's really kind of an enjoyable part, actually. Yeah. Uh, you go back in, you, you solve all the problems, you put the candle on the birthday cake, and you think you've solved everything. All of a sudden, all that oil or gunpowder, ever you just spilled all over the ground, comes right back to haunt you. It blows up in your face and lights you on fire. Yeah. As Lucas, is Lucas enter at this point? Or you just hear Lucas? No, you just hear him you? laughing at you and stuff. And yeah, you can try and turn the shower back on, but uh, it, the handle it will break work. off in your hand if you manage to get over to it while you're on fire. And yeah, yeah. The, you forgot to mention the uh, the skeleton. Uh, the oh, clown. Yeah, the clown! Oh my god, the best part. Yeah, yeah he. It. You Go you ahead. find the finger for that guy, and then you find a quill, and he's supposed to write on this paper um, the uh, password to get past the door. And when you finally find all the parts for it, and you figure it out, it instead grabs you by the arm and carves the word "loser" into your arm, which is the password, which is integral when later on in the game. You, um, your character gets trapped in the same uh, puzzle, happy birthday, and instead of having to do all the bullshit, you can just put loser in without having to unplug the barrel, um, which means you're not going to get caught fire at the end. And uh, Lucas is like, oh, no, that's cheating or whatever. And he throws a bomb through a hole in the wall. And you've got uh, five or six seconds, like a stick of dynamite, to pick it up, run it back to the hole and throw it back in there. 
and uh, yeah, uh, it blows up and then run out. And then he goes like, you hear him go, Oh shit. And get up and run out. And then you can go through that hole in the wall as an alternate <clears throat> escape route. And you like see his little office there and like his chair is still spinning and his computer and monitors are all on and stuff. And like, you just missed the guy kind of thing. Really yeah. cool. Really cool sequence there. But then yeah, like was... you, you think maybe you like, you're going to catch up with him and he's going to be a boss, but you really don't. In yep. fact, um, after that point, once you get to the tanker and you play as uh, your girlfriend, and, you know, at the end of the game, it can be argued that uh, the little girl, Eleanor, I think her name is. Um, Evelyn. Evelyn, that's it, yeah. Um, you can argue that that's a boss fight, but I think it's less of a boss fight and more of just, like, a quick time events because you just have to, like, run against the current that she's sending you. Oh, yeah. uh, but other than that, there's no other boss fights in this game, which is kind of weird. No. No, that final thing is just use all your weapons you have left on that big cloud, and then, like you said, it becomes a quick-time event where you just yeah. pick a, a, an ominous helicopter, flies overhead, drops a weapon, just like in Resident Evil 1. Yeah. You pick that up, you use it, and then Chris yeah. Redfield shows up and says, all right, we'll get you out of here. Yeah, good job. and Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, but still. kind of not the greatest ending kind of yeah, i kind of want a little bit more but well you get a little bit more with the dlc like you said the the one dlc that comes free with the game uh, is like no more heroes or something uh yeah. you play as chris redfield after that point and you go back into the tunnels and such the and, salt mines yeah 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 and there's uh there's new enemies here which i thought was pretty brilliant i, I love some of these enemies that you've got the ones that uh can only be hurt by like those round weapons yeah. yeah and those are terrifying and then um there's another one i'm forgetting too because it's been a while since i played but it, it's short it's only about two hours or whatever but yeah. it, it culminates in a fight with lucas and it's a really good fight um it is it is he mutates out and you know follows you around you've got to like take him out and it's it's a really good uh intense battle so you do get that fight with lucas but um to talk a little bit more just to finish out this uh, show with some of the DLC, uh, talked a little bit about the whatever of Zoe, the last days of Zoe or whatever it's called. That is my favorite of all the DLCs. Um, really, really worth it. Um, excuse me, I gotta move. Jeez. There's a, there's one called, I don't know, something. It's like you, you end up playing blackjack against another player. And this one's real short, but you, you play by, like, betting fingers. You have you play as Clancy once again, and your hand is connected to, like, this thing. And every time that you lose a hand of blackjack, it's like you versus this other guy that uh, Lucas has caught. And every time you lose, you lose one of your fingers. Every time he loses, he loses one of his. And, yeah, uh, you end up killing you know if you win you end up killing the other guy and it's really kind of gut-wrenching because the guy's going on and on about like his daughter at home and that resonates with me and you know his wife and please just let him live so he can you know be a father to him and whatever else and like clancy's like very reluctantly like you know it's either you or me buddy kind of thing so he's playing for keeps i ended up only losing one finger because i'm actually kind of decent at blackjack and it's a uh, pretty cool too they give you um like the Lucas gives you these cards that'll allow you to like do various things, you know, to change the game. So it's not straight up blackjack. You'll get things that are like, you know, you can add plus two to your opponent's hand, whatever they might have, or you can add, you know, plus seven to yours or, you know, weird things like that. So you can kind of cheat the system a little bit. Um, hmm. 
And yeah, it ends up like the dude dies from blood loss, but then Lucas uh, just pretends like he's still alive by like uh, putting like marionette strings on him. And the guy's like, let's keep playing. And it's like very obvious Lucas just like uh, parroting a voice that doesn't sound anything like the poor guy, dead guy's voice. And uh, you keep playing uh, up and then you end up with like a saw between you that will move. I think it can move three times in either direction before it'll saw through your face. And so if you lose, it moves one tick towards you. And if you win, it moves one tick towards him. And so it's a back and forth. And then you have to, like, you know, saw through this uh, poor already dead body uh, or get sawed yourself. And that that was kind of, yeah, it's kind of a little bit terrifying, man. It's kind of good, though. But uh, one of the other DLCs, which also very, very good. Uh, and I won't spoil it too much for you, James, because you'll have a lot of fun playing it. It's another kind of escape room scenario. And once again, you play as uh, our boy Clancy, the cameraman. That uh, Apparently, he's just like the guy, that the go-to guy for all this shit. And he, it's like when he first gets caught and he's strapped to a bed and Marguerite comes up and um, tries to feed him, you know, the fucking people you know or whatever it is that she's serving and he kind of refuses and she's like well when i get back up here i expect it to be eaten or whatever and then she goes downstairs and then you can like break free of the the bed using the spoon um to get your arm free and then walk around this room and everything is in a certain order and there's like some uh, pitfalls like there's a drawer that says this drawer is stru- stuck do you want to try pulling it anyway and like you open it and there's nothing in there but now you can't push the drawer back and then when you hear her coming back like she'll go that drawer wasn't open clancy and she'll you know attack you and Ooh. yeah all this different stuff and um it was really interesting because there's like at one point uh about three or four minutes into this thing she yells for lucas she's like lucas i told you to keep that shit down or something like that and if, if you get past that point and she comes up in the room and sees something has been moved, you'll be given the option. It wasn't me. It was Lucas. And she'll, she'll be like, you know, I told that boy not to come in here or whatever, you know, and just a series of puzzles that you, you continually, whatever you hear, you have to put everything back the way it was, you know what I mean? And it's really, it's just really cool and really fun to figure out. It'll only take you a couple hours, but, um, at most, but it was really fun and really, uh, on the edge of my seat because Marguerite is just terrifying in that whole thing. Cause she's like the doting mother, but she has this look on her face that is, is I don't know, man, it just sends chills that smile of hers and stuff when she's like looking at you expectantly to try, you know, her soup that's full of roaches or whatever. It's just like, Oh, it's, yeah. it's creepy as shit. But yeah, those are, I think, all the DLC that's on this game, and they're all, you know, I, I got it as a bundle for, I think, 20 bucks. I picked up the game itself for $19, you know? Uh, that's what it's selling for at Walmart right now, at least in my hometown, and goddamn, totally worth it, James. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I love how the DLCs, like, it's not just, <clears throat> like, in other Resident Evils, the unlockables are just, like, replaying parts of the game, like, they just recycle, like. Yeah. The environment but just different characters where this is like a totally new game totally new area yeah for sure and i think that like in in a what would what, you call it chris redfield the uh not a hero yeah yeah no more like you see a, you see a little bit of like the salt mines you played through but then it's a whole new region it's it is gigantic and there's yeah. all sorts of um, you know things to explore and find and pick up and more antique coins and more shit to get so yeah. different weapons different you know 
it's just it's it's very this game is very well done. I'm looking forward to Resident Evil Eight. I don't know where they're going to take it. Like I said, they did um, say that they were going to stick with this concept style. Good style. Good. Because uh, whereas it didn't sell as much as they wanted it to, um, actually the best selling Resident Evil, uh, if I remember right, is Resident Evil Six, which. <laughs> oh God. Is I'm so glad just... that they took instead of taking the numbers because a lot of times companies they look at the numbers they're like well it sold this many we'll just run it back and then we'll do this again capcom listened to their fans and were like six sold well but no one liked it so they went back to a earlier style and and man they really friggin nailed it it was so so good i recommend you know if you if you're still listening to this point you haven't played the game I'm sorry we spoiled so much for you. You should have stopped an hour ago, went and bought it. This game goes down easy. I think I beat it and all the DLC in under 20 hours. Um, I, I think. Maybe closer to 30 with all the DLC. I don't know. But it, it was very easily got through. Super hella fun. Can't recommend it enough. Totally worth it. I don't know what to say, James. You got anything? I could talk a little bit about some things. Like I went to Toys R Us, if you want to hear about that. Yeah, let's, uh, I got a few more minutes. Let's hear about Toys R Us. Again, I, I agree this game is worth it, but yeah, let's, let's hear about Toys it's R Us. Totally worth it. Well, I, I went to Toys R Us with the kiddo um, because it was like five days left or whatever, and God, that place, man. Everything was yeah. just everywhere. I posted some pictures in Discord, just completely empty. Um, people are buying carts of shit because it's like 80% off everything in the store, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. Only 10% here. 80% at my store. And um, people are just buying cartloads of stuff and then, uh, you know, buying it and then coming back to get another cart and just getting cartloads of stuff. So I went with the wife and we were like, okay, we don't really have the money, but, and we had the kid with us too and hopefully she'll forget half the shit she picked but anything that she wanted we were just like throw it in the cart throw it in the cart whatever <laughs> and i ended up with a bunch of uh like world of nintendo figures that i picked up for like you know in box for like 90 cents a piece um random you know and then she ended up getting all kinds of stuff uh we literally filled a cart and then some and we get up to the register and it rings up to 380 something dollars and then they hit the discount button and it's 86 dollars wow <laughs> i was like this is ridiculous okay thanks um so yeah we walked out of there basically i mean i feel like we basically got a christmas and birthday for free so is i mean as terrible as it is you know i hate the toys r us is closing um being able to get christmas on the cheap this year super cool um you know we'll probably still get some more things but uh, we got her so much stuff i can't even think of the half of it we just she said hey this is cool and we we're like yep throw it in there you know normally 25 dollars, now five we're like yep you know so she got all kinds of cool shit she's a little bit spoiled this year but uh next year unless you know target goes under or something uh we might have a problem <laughs> but yeah yeah just gut-wrenching heartbreaking to see it to see it go but there you are and of course all the uh all the gaming stuff was long gone by the time i got in there i did buy a buddy of mine i bought him a drone for like uh, 30 dollars <laughs> so yeah wow. that was a that was later i went back i was like well gosh uh, see what else i can get but at this point i think i think that today was the final day if not it was uh, tomorrow or yesterday it's like right around now and 
I'm broke, so I can't really go back, and I'm guessing almost everything is gone anyway, because it was pretty barren, but yeah. Yeah, ours is only 10% off right now. Well, last I was there over the weekend, so maybe they're going to start creeping up, but... I would imagine it's going to get there pretty quick. It is sad. It is sad. It is, because it was an institution, you know, uh, my kids... It's weird to say, you know, she won't be able to go to toy stores. You know, I have memories of going to both Toys R Us and KB and, you know, just staring for as long as my parents would let me at toys and games. And and now I guess that the only place to do that would be like a Walmart or something. It's just not the same, you know. No. But, you know, uh, we're lamenting something that, uh, you know, if they don't if they don't have it, then they won't uh, regret not having or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah, man. Agreed. But it's still it's sad to me and but whatever. But yeah, that's I, I don't have much else to say. I, I had some other things I swear earlier to think of and maybe I'll think of them right after this stupid podcast and be like, Oh, we should have talked about this or whatever, but I'm kinda of blanking on it, man. I I don't know, you got any other subjects you wanna tackle? I think we think we nailed it, man. What are we playing next? That's a good question, James. Uh, now we were supposed to have uh, Bjorn on this episode, but because he lives in Sweden and you live in California and I live in Arkansas, it's really hard to like coordinate that. And he was going to try and uh, wake up like at seven in the morning, and because that's what time. Like right now, I think it's midnight at my house or one, and it's like eleven at your place or something. And then Bjorn, it would be like seven, eight in the morning. And he was going to try and do that, but then he was like, ah, I think I'm going to bow out, guys. Um, have fun. But he played along with us, and he was having some trouble with the fuse box last I talked to him on the boat. And yeah, it's kind of annoying. I didn't have overly much trouble with it, but I see where you could. And uh, yeah, I, I was really looking forward to talking to him. I hadn't talked to him in a while. He's just salty the earth, great guy. And I was actually going to surprise him and it'd just be like, you know, you've supported the show for so long. I was going to let him pick any game he wanted. So see what you missed, Bjorn. See what you missed. <laughs> see what you're doing to us. But uh, so I was going to leave it in his court, and I figured we'd probably end up playing. If, if he got to pick, it was probably going to be Vandal Hearts or something because it's like his go-to jam. But um, if, if he's not picking, like, we've got all the games. Right now we've got Mario Brothers Superstar Saga. We've got Fantasy Star 4. We've got Xenoblade Chronicles. Um, <coughs> geez. Uh, Batman Arkham Asylum. And I think one other left from our uh, our poll, uh, and I can't remember what that other one was. I, but those four, um, any one of those would be fine with me, or we can choose a different one. I know you and I both bought uh, copies of Thimbleweed Park, but we probably won't be getting them for at least another two weeks. Uh, yeah, really. Yeah, it's going to be a little while. Uh, James and I both ended up with physical copies of uh, Thimbleweed Park from Limited Run Games. Um, super stoked about that. Big, big fan of Ron Gilbert. Just He makes some of the best point-and-click games in existence. He's what brought me into the genre. You know, the first point-and-click I ever played was Maniac Mansion, and the second notable one I ever played was Secret of Monkey Island. So there you go. Uh, but yeah, this is a brand new game he made a few years ago, and they're releasing physical, or did release a physical copy on the PS4, but uh, apparently it takes a few weeks for them to press and send those out or whatever, so might not get that for a while. Uh, so maybe that'll be the show the month after that, unless you just want to download, you know, uh, onto our PS4 as a digital copy, because I'm, I'm thinking if it comes sealed, I probably won't open mine. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. Because there's only like 2,500 of them total or something. Uh, I'm cool with Batman Arkham Asylum. All right, well, let's do that. I got my, uh, I've got that on 360, and I've got my 360 hooked up. So, yeah, let's do Batman Arkham Asylum for the next game. Sounds good to me. All right. All right, cool. So, um, if you want to play along with us, that's Batman Arkham Asylum. If you have anything to say about that, send us a message, and I'll read it on air. Why not? We can start doing stuff like that. Uh, if you want to catch us, we have a Facebook page called Is It Worth a Podcast? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at RetroKel. That's K-H-E-L. James is at James Milholland. Um, you can find him at GoodBuddyJames at gmail.com. You can find me at SimmonBelmont at Outlook.com. We're both at RetroGameCore. That's core spelled C-O-R-P-S. Dot com, um, and there are links there to be able to contact us via email or whatever. Uh, yeah, listen to our friends over at the RPG Show. They're pretty good, except for Nick. He's kind of shit. But, you know, whatever. Listen to him anyway. Um, I was recently on a show, and I think we're going to do some kind of Jeopardy show in the future involving at least Brent. Um, I actually built a Jeopardy board on a website I found that's designed for teachers, James. It's like... I saw it. Oh, did you see? I like it. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I built a board that's all about gaming, and I don't know, like, I need to test it with someone. Maybe you and I can do it, or me and someone else, it doesn't matter, and see how it works, but you can uh, send via a code uh, a way to where everyone can play, and maybe we can play live and do a podcast through that. Sure. Uh, and that would be cool, have, like... Maybe me host it and Brent and you and perhaps someone else, hopefully perhaps multiple. I don't know how many people can actually play, but three is where you want to be with Jeopardy. So, um, and play this game where, you know, my, my categories are like, uh, you know, classic Sega, classic Nintendo, um, et cetera, et cetera, you know, stuff, stuff having to do with gaming. Um, so yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. Um, other than that, I got nothing else. Uh, listen to Playing with Power if they're still around. I think that they, they are still around. And he's also got a show called The Graveyard Shift. Uh, what's really cool about that show, James? I don't know if you've uh, were a fan. I have yeah. I have. Uh, back in the day, they uh, uh, I used to watch a lot of trauma movies. And recently, uh, they did an interview with Lloyd Kaufman, who founded and created Trauma. So that's like. <laughs> Wow, you know, that's a really good get on their part. So good on you, Mike, if you're listening. Um, video games the movie will be coming back. I watched the movie Existence. Me and Brent are supposed to be uh, doing an episode on that. I'm just really uh, lazy. Uh, yeah, that's it. So until then, keep it retro, and we'll see you next time. See you later, everyone. They locked me up and took my soul